I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs, and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. It's the case that is fascinating America. A multimillionaire lawyer from a prominent legal dynasty reports finding his wife and son dead on the grounds of their isolated hunting lodge. Both have been shot. But a police investigation finds him the suspect and a web of lies, fraud and deceit unravel as famous South Carolina personal injury attorney Alex Murdoch is charged with the murders. Today, I'm talking with crime journalist Brad Hunter about the incredible chain of events that officials say led to the Murdoch family murders. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Right, well, listen, I don't know where to start with this case, Brad, because it is, as as you say, it's like a, 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 a kind of a, a work of fiction of some sort. But uh, so you tell me where it starts and we can delve into the various segues on it as we go along. OK, well, it's, uh, you know, basically like Game of Thrones set in the South. Um, the Murdoch family were uh, prominent attorneys in uh, uh, the, an area of South Carolina called the, the Low Country, and it was like five sort of counties, and they basically have held sway there uh, since 2010, or I'm sorry, 1910. Mm. And there's a position there, um, you know, we have the Crown Prosecutors here in the U.S., it's district attorneys, but they call it the solicitor, the county solicitor. And so they controlled like a lot of uh, uh, your, uh, you know, crime, uh, you know, they, they were the prosecutors and everything, but they also had their own private law firm, which, um, which that end of the state ended up becoming, I mean, it became known as Murdoch country. It's, you know, the low country, it's on the Atlantic Ocean, it's on the border with Georgia. It's uh, quite a poor area. And one of the reasons it is, is that the, the family law firm became specialists in um, personal, personal injuries, sort of ah. court cases, which I know if you've ever sat up with a drink late at night in, in, uh, in a, your hotel room in America, you'll see about 100 ads for, uh, you know, we'll get you big money sort of thing. But they were the, uh, they were the, uh, the kings of that. And the, there was a quirk in South Carolina law that, you know, uh, plaintiffs could, you know, form shop as it were. And so, you know, they would go down there. So you've got the Murdoch family essentially in charge of, you know, all sort of court matters uh, and the other thing. But the result is, is that so many people were, so many out of state corporations and whatnot were sued, you know, think, you know, the little old lady who drinks the cup of coffee at McDonald's that's too hot. Uh, so many major companies were sued down there in there that when it came time to open shop or move their businesses there, as it were, 
you know, they'd say no thanks. So essentially there's nothing there. There's no, you know, very few fast food places. There's, uh, you know, no big companies uh, and whatnot. And and the Murdoch family uh, became uh, rich over that. And, uh, and I was going to and- say, Brad, I mean, they must have become stinking rich because you're talking about generations of them firstly coming down as professional lawyers and going back to the what the great great grandfather of Alex Murdo, uh, you know that money was coming down the line. So the current, or well, up until what happened happened, but <laughs> uh, the current sort of head of that family, Alex Murdo. I mean, you're probably talking a multimillionaire, yeah? Oh yeah, he would have been extremely uh, wealthy and 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 helped on by uh, you know allegedly uh, burning clients for. A gazillion dollars, which this was uh, the house of cards that he he built up, which you know leads you to uh, June uh, June seventh, twenty twenty one. This was all he was uh, he was uh, hopelessly addicted to oxycodone or hillbilly heroin, as it were, and uh, but he had all sorts of uh, financial improprieties in regard to the family firm of which you know he was he was a partner and a lot of these were you know sort of insurance scams that he would work out with other lawyers uh, but i mean how much can an oxycontin habit cost you because i mean he already would have had presumably lots of inheritance money he has you know a massive big law firm he's making loads of money legitimately anyway now because of what happened, we know that he was swindling people along the way. But was there something else going on there that he had financial difficulties? Well, you know, I mean, part of it was also uh, a, a deep, a deep fear. His son, one of the two that had been murdered, was a uh, was a, a wild child, and you know, uh, don't wish him dead, but an arrogant rich kid sort of thing, and. Uh, you know, a bit of a hellraiser. And in 2019, uh, with booze bought by his father and his brother and condoned by his mother, Maggie, he got in the boat with some of his friends. He was blistered and he slammed the boat into a uh, concrete uh, pillar. And, uh, you know, there was injuries and one of the uh, one of the uh, women on board, uh, a woman named Mallory Beach. She was 19. She disappeared, and you know they found her body uh, a week later. And so what happens at the hospital uh, after that tragic evening is that Alex Murdoch and his father Randolph Murdoch the third they show up there and. The cops are letting them essentially go room to room saying, don't say anything, uh, you know, fixing up, fixing them up with their preferred lawyers, uh, you know, all to protect Paul. Now, the Beach family uh, weren't about to let this go lying down and they squeezed hard. And what happens is, is that Paul, who was, you know, the, was, you know, charged with with uh, manslaughter, um, mm. 
and this trial was coming up. But in the meantime, I mean, it's not a great look for a lawyer, even if it is your kid uh, going around the hospital following a tragic accident, uh, you know, trying to dot your T's and or dot your I's and cross your T's. So they were trying to put the squeeze on these people and everybody knew how powerful they were. And so this was gonna come out, but what this was going to re, uh, re, uh, reveal is all the insurance scams and different other things. And, and there'd been other deaths that the, the, the family, you know, was on at um, mysterious deaths that the family was, uh, if not uh, at the center of, then on, certainly on the periphery. Mm. So were they going around the hospital trying to get to Mallory Beach's family and maybe offer them a settlement before they would sue or were they going around trying to get at other potential witnesses and trying to sign them up for their services? They were trying to get other potential witnesses to to basically they were throwing up a, a Praetorian guard as it were around uh, Sun Paul uh, and that, that was, it was to deflect, he wasn't driving you know, yada, 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 all that sort of thing. And that's that was the game plan, was to protect Paul, but also in the back of Alex's head, protect Alex and protect uh, the, mm. the, fir- the family and the firm. And because, I mean, so many matters of this nature had gone their way over the decades, yeah. that, that, that this is how they had operated. It was a real good old boy, back slapping, mint julep, seersucker suit kind of world mm. that, you know, is, uh, you know, has largely uh, disappeared even from the South. But still you have this, you know, corner of South Carolina controlled by this one family. Mm. So the Beach family were uh, obviously devastated by the death of Mallory, only 19. Um, they were adamant they were going to get justice in more ways than one. They m- managed to get themselves a separate team of lawyers who weren't the murders, and they started a civil case um, which was putting pressure to get discovery of documents relating to the Murdoch family finances. Paul was charged with three felony, felony counts and clearly in the background his father is beginning to panic because of other things that have happened uh, in the past, including a year prior to this boating accident, uh, a housekeeper called Gloria Satterfield, who was 57. She'd been a nanny to the family and she had fallen on the stairs of the family's hunting property. I think what subsequently emerged was that Alex Murdo uh, received an amount of money in a in a claim, but it never made its way to her family. He pocketed. No, that's 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 quite right. He, uh, he what he did was um, he got when she died. Now, and that's you know, I mean, there was like the death certificate was dodgy. I think the death certificate was marked natural causes, and you know there was no coroner's report. There was. You know, police weren't called. There was nothing like that at all. So, you know, how she acts, how she died, you know, is, remains, you know, the fall did kill her. How she fell down the stairs Mm. remains in question. But he had encouraged her sons to sue him 
with the I think he he used the the idea that his insurance company would pay them off handsomely. And he said, you know, use this lawyer who was his college roommate. Uh, and and so, you know, the the insurance company settled and the money went to uh, something, the, the, uh, a bank called the Palmetto Bank, which was, I'd mentioned earlier, was controlled by friends of the Murdochs. The money went to Murdoch and the other lawyer. It didn't go. It didn't go to uh, Miss uh, uh, Satterfield's uh, two sons. Mm. And and so now you've got probably, I guess, about a dozen people, uh, you know, that are suing that have been done wrong. And the theft is, I think, in the neighborhood of about ten million dollars U.S. Like. You know, throughout. I mean, I, give, I think it was five million dollars alone for that. Um, so, so. So things uh, are know, beginning I mean, to unravel, really, for him. And um, obviously, all of that will bring with it a high degree of stress and anxiety for anybody. Um, but in June 2021, something extraordinary happens, and uh, we'll maybe be able to hear some of the 911 call. So, Brad, what had happened here on June seventh of twenty twenty one? Well, as, as as what we know is is that Alex uh, Murdoch's father, Randolph Murdoch the third, was in hospital dying, and um, he wanted his wife Maggie, who who he was estranged from. Uh, at that time over over his woes sort of thing. She was living at their beach house. And so the idea was that he would go with Maggie and son Paul to see his father. Now that's that's what he lured her allegedly to their hunting lodge, beach house hunting lodge, you know, you get there when you're rich or crooked. <laughs> um, but uh, and uh, so he gets her to come there. She told her sister that something was fishy. He didn't sound right. Uh, but but she went reluctantly to the house. Well, you know, he, you know, his alibi is that he's visiting 
you know, his mother, but, you know, cell phone towers and whatnot mm -hmm. and, you know, video and things put him at the scene of the crime. And, you know, to the point of how many steps his wife had taken before, you know, she was shot to death. They were both shot uh, numerous times. And this uh, hunting lodge is because, like, you'll have to explain that a little bit to us, but it's it's in a really rural part of the countryside and there wouldn't be uh, too much surrounding it or... or anybody no, would see or hear anything no there would be there would be nothing it would be out in the country and there wouldn't be many many people around mm. at all i mean you know the nearest neighbor i i can't remember how many acres it was it was like you know 1200 acres or something like that so right. remote and extremely private uh -huh. so so you know nobody's and you know in that part of the country in so the United States, you know, hearing a gun going off really isn't uh, a terribly unusual occurrence. And uh, of course, it's the prosecution case at the moment. Currently, the trial is going on, which has uh, is really captivating America. Um, but it's the prosecution case that he killed his wife, Maggie, and his son, Paul, then took off in the car and started phoning, well, certainly her number, very quickly after it. Uh, claimed he was visiting his mother to give himself an alibi and returned to find the bodies. And that's where we hear that 911 call, where he doesn't sound too panicked. No, <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> sound too panicked at all. I, I You know, I mean, I, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 I mean, I think, I'm, I'm certain, I mean, he was, uh, you know, the cops have later said that, you know, although it took them, you know, a year to arrest him for the murders. I mean, he was suspect number one, you know, like right out of the gate. Like there was, there was, you know, never any doubt in the police's mind that, that, that he was uh, somehow involved. And, you know, if you're from around that corner of the country, you know, you know, what he's up to, you know? Uh -huh. uh, uh, and there was never any other persons of interest in the case. There was no other suspicious activity seen near this hunting lodge. Um, no. No cars seen speeding away and no other motives really for this lady, uh, Maggie Murdoch and her son Paul to be to be killed. So obviously uh, if he was in a bad place before they died, he's in a worse place stress anxiety wise afterwards. Not only are the cops now digging into this, but they're also digging back into um the death of a, a, a teenager back in 2015 uh, near his home and obviously other frauds, etc. that happened. So, like, he's eventually brought to court, right? And he's charged in relation to the murder of his wife and his son. And uh, the trial has got going there. But before this, <laughs> there's another little, another little chapter because he... he um, I mean, I read somewhere, I presume it was the New York Times because I was reading a lot of the stuff in that, that the killing of his wife and son, that the prosecution case is that the motive for that was to kind of garner sympathy and to give himself breathing space. And his sort of staged suicide attempt some months later, similar motive there. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, theoretically, it was... Uh you know, he got a crony 
and met him on a roadway and then uh, you know the they started screwing around with the gun the gun went off uh and uh you know it only grazed him and and you know but you know he he had said he was despondent and whatnot and he thought you know and which is pretty stupid for a lawyer that he didn't the insurance policy he was hoping or at least this is one of the aspects that you know his 10 million dollar fortune or what was left of it or whatever would go to his son buster uh who was the surviving uh, member of the family and uh but his insurance policy had basically you know uh suicide uh you know no dope so, i mean it's not good so this is very complex he he he's claiming or he would be claiming that he wanted to end his life that you know he, all this mess he'd left there and he couldn't face the 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 trial for the murder of his wife and his son but he yet wanted to provide for this other son who was still there and he wanted to kill himself selfless just selfless. totally selfless so he <laughs> wanted to do that but he couldn't actually do it himself so he had to bring this guy along to kill him so as it was another murder well, yeah, that would have been that would have added up to uh, another one. And the thing is, is this guy. What about, yeah, what about the good poor guy he brought along? Like, I mean, had he explained this bit to him? Does he? Was well, the... he uh, his his uh, Mr. Uh, I think Mr. Smith, I believe, yeah. got his name here, Curtis Edward Smith. Yeah, and and so uh, on September third, twenty twenty one, you know, they decide that you know, they're going to do this, or at least Alex Murdoch, you know, hints of the, you know, so they go through this. this. Now, Curtis Smith is also uh, Alex uh, Murdoch's, uh, um, uh, supplies him with uh, pharmaceuticals. Right. And the pair of them have been in a number of narcotics-related <laughs> deals. And, uh, and, and you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> like everything, everything is like. I mean, you look at him, and you just go down a wormhole on 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 virtually everything in this case. I mean, it, you know, there's a connection. There's a judge's cousin or something like that. But Cur- Curtis was going to do a runner and not wait for to call the police. Like, so the plan was that he was to kill uh, Murdoch and hang around and tell the police that he'd killed him so they wouldn't consider that it was no it was supposed to be it was supposed to be left as a suicide but of course things went awry and i guess some minds were changed and uh you know the, the police eventually did come and smith was arrested and you know it all you know i mean ultimately alex uh murder again got charged with you know what he was you know orchestrating was an insurance fraud so that one sounds as if there would have been a lot of oxycontin or whatever the hell they were taking involved in that because i just can't get my head around that one what they were trying to do but anyway um so look the trial has started and uh extraordinary evidence already he is sitting there by the looks of it in floods of tears every day and devastated and he's obviously pleading not guilty yeah he's pleaded not guilty i mean the one thing that kind of struck me uh, nicola is you know when you get into some of the states in the south is that 
you know, this, this case, uh, even, you know, even now, even as he's on trial, this case has all the ingredients for a death penalty case, right? Mm. You know, pre-planned, uh, there's another crime or crimes being covered up or committed, uh, you know, tied in with it, but, but the, the prosecution has decided not to uh, seek the death penalty. And yes, he, he cries and whatnot every day, but I think probably he's quite likely crying for himself. Mm. Uh, it, you know, it's at, at this stage, you know, he hasn't been convicted or anything, but it doesn't look uh, really good for Alex uh, at this juncture. And I think, you know, his, his uh, defense team of, you know, um, and, and, you know, now they're mulling, putting him on the stand and, you know, which is, you know, sort of, as we say in American football parlance, you know, uh, a Hail Mary down the, uh, down the field uh, in hopes of a miracle. And I just, I just don't see it coming. It's like there's just been stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of evidence against, against him. him. And is it likely to last the case for much longer or is, there, is it moving into defense if they're already talking about putting him on the stand? Yeah, I think I think uh, the, the the prosecution should wrap up this week or maybe mid next week. I mean, what they've produced has been like so incredibly uh, damning, Nicola. It's just yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you want to get the rope and uh, you know, uh, and, uh, and what about the what about the son Buster and uh, is he supporting his father? He's lost his mother. He's lost his brother. Um, presumably the family law firm is discredited completely if not taken out of their hands. I mean, he's not going to inherit what his great, 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 great grandfather started off. I guess you could say he's supporting uh, his father, but, you know, I mean, there's, you know, there's more frauds in the offing as this all un unravels because Alex Murdoch has, you know, tried to quickly move money around almost like a, a, a shell game so that uh, Buster would be all right. But, you know, I mean, what are you going to do with a name like Buster, right? What, what, <laughs> is, that, is that an actual name, by the way? I did want to ask that question. I didn't know that would sound silly. <laughs> it is. It was uh, one of the, I think it was the great-grandfather's uh, middle name. And, uh, and uh, yeah, this is, this is his name, Buster. It just sounds like a Labrador dog. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, right? <laughs> well, look, it's an extraordinary story, Brad. And, you know, we have, there's many extraordinary stories and cases that come out of the States, but I think this is up there. Um, it really is. We'll come back to it when it wraps up and we see a verdict. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.